All right, guys, what's going on? It's the eighth episode of TMG Podcast, the number one Milan podcast in the world. Remember that? Um, I'm host Luke Laporta, uh, co-founder of Milan Guys Mike. Again, couldn't be here today. He had an interview, a work interview today. So good luck to him, but unfortunately couldn't be here. But I'm here with two very special guests. Uh, the first one is Jurgen. You've seen him before. He's been on. Jurgen, how's it going, man? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries. And we have a brand new guest, a good friend of mine. We've written uh, together for websites and stuff. Big Milan fan, Patrick. Patrick Stoll, what's going on, man? Hey, man, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Of course, yeah, no worries. So we got a pretty good episode today. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's never been, there's never a dull moment in Milan Mercato or anything. It seems like this year. Um, yeah, thank God. I know. Okay. So basically, let's just get right into it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, just to start it off, like a little introduction thing. Did you guys catch the U21 Azzurri by chance? I did not. Uh, I was searching for, like, the game in every channel on my television, and for some I had, reason, no, I just I had did not H- find it. I had HD streams. Oh, no. Yeah, I tweeted them. I tweeted them. Okay. Anyways. Um, so... I was just going to kind of talk about how the Milan players on the Azzurri performed uh, for the Azzurini. So, you know, Calabria got a lot of minutes. Locatelli didn't get as many minutes, unfortunately. And uh, Donnarumma played every game. Um, Locatelli, I'm not really sure why Luigi Di Biagio didn't really use Locatelli more often. He only started giving him more chances, you know, later. They, he didn't give him basically, basically any chances in the group stages. Um, and I think that was a big mistake because, as you saw, Gariadini basically ruined the game. Interman ruined the game for the Azzurri, getting a stupid red card. You hate like, to see that. Oh, my God, it was terrible. Right, right, yeah, when, that's, that, right when that happened, I said, okay, it's game. Um, yeah, that's what I heard. I heard <laughs> that uh, Gagliardini had a, just a stupid foul uh, in, in crunch time in the final 10 minutes. Got no, no, it was like, it was like 65th. It. it was like yeah. 65th, but uh, it, was, it was crunch time. Um, but yeah, uh, Donnarumma actually was in, Donnarumma looked like he had something else on his mind. Mm. Uh, he, he didn't look himself. He was pretty. Uh, he was kind of slow. I think he conceded six goals in the whole tournament on ten shots. Um, that's not. That's not the golden ratio that we're used to. Yeah. No. I know. It's. Uh, I wonder what could possibly be on his mind at this time. Oh, no, we don't know. Honestly, I'm not I sure. wonder. Fat agent. I can't imagine. It's something about like a contract extension or something. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? That just shows that it's like poor play or like just poor execution by his agent like when he has a big tournament coming up mm. coming and announcing a decision when he isn't there oh yeah for sure it's how well it, i think what raiola wanted to do is obviously raiola wants him off to madrid right like that's raiola is all about making commissions and getting a big transfer to madrid for donnarumma's big commissions for him but i think he forgot that donnarumma is only 18 so stuff like this messes with his mind a lot more than it would older players. And because yeah. like he has like a 70, what, 74% save ratio in, in his two years with us. Yeah, he's really, really good. Really, really effective. He didn't right? look with, with the under 21s, he did poorly. So 
Yeah, it all got to his head. It's how it is. Just as one side note, though, in Donnarumma's defense, when you have a manager of the U21 uh, Azzurini who is playing people in the wrong positions, such as I know a couple games back, he started Calabria as a left back, which is not his position, and we all know that. Yeah. Whereas then when he puts him at right back, oh, magically Calabria plays better. So I think in his defense, when you're playing people out of position and when Gagliardini gets a red card and when Patenia can't complete the play, like that's, that's just going to put him in somehow a worse position than Milan's back line sometimes did. No, I know, for sure. Luigi DiBiagio did a terrible job managing uh, managing that managing that team. He's definitely <laughs> I wrote this for uh, my debut Football Italia. I said Luigi DiBiagio was not the man uh, to lead, you know, a group of talented youngsters. Italy should have very well challenged to win this tournament. Um, oh, absolutely. You look at the talent on this team, there's yeah. no reason for them not to be finalists. And then, you know, Conti and Berardi got yellow cards in the group stage uh, game that, that they got two yellow cards, so they were out for the next game. Um, you know, it's, it's whatever. I just wanted to talk about, you know, Calabria looked okay. Um, he played him He played him a left back, though, so... See, that's not that's not his position. Yeah, no, I know he can't play. And his positions boggle my mind. Like <coughs> everyone knows, like even like <coughs> the FIFA video game. Like I hate to compare it to like a video game, but like even that would only say he's a right back. Like don't put no, him at no. left back. That's not what he can do. Exactly. No, exactly. He's, he's I mean, they did the same thing with Deschilio, and that really stunted his development. Yeah, well, yeah I'm a little confused. Lichilio is a little bit different. Like Lichilio can play like defensively. He can play on the left side and right side. Well, right now. Yeah, right now. But, but going forward, he can only go on one side. Yeah, he's a better right back. Yeah, exactly. Yep. He's a better right back, and it's just, it's just how it is. Though when you have a Bati playing right back, right, you put you put the Shilio on the left side because you're not gonna put a Bati on the left side, right? He's been there forever. Yeah. Um. Aside from that, though, you know, I wish Locatelli would have got more minutes, but you know, we, we know how valuable he is to us, so it's 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 fine. Um, so let's uh, let's talk let's talk about Makata right here. Sure. Um, Borini, Fabio Borini, ex ex Roma man, Liverpool man, and uh, Sunderland man, who just got relegated this year. He, the Milan account, just tweeted a video of him taking his medicals this morning, the first part of his medicals. And the update is he'll take a second part of his medicals tomorrow morning and sign the contract at Casa Milan with the patented triple handshake between the player, Fasone, and Mitabelli. That's my new favorite. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, so I know a lot of Milanisti are really hating this. And to be honest with you, I love Gianluca Lapadula, so I'm also a little bit upset. I wish we can keep Borini and Lapadula. La I, I wish, like, because Borini, whatever, if he wants to come. Basically, what it is, that skill aside, you know, like, there's a lot of players who told who basically didn't choose Milan over the past few years, right? If Borini wants to come here and he wants to, and he's okay, we obviously told him he's going to be like a third string. So yeah. If he, if he really wants to come here and be a third stringer and he's accepting that role, then you know what? 
you know what, salute to you because, you know, he loves Milan, I guess. And, uh, you know, he's probably one of those players. Yeah, I don't know how big Milan is to the club. But, you know, I've watched him. You know, I watch Premier League sometimes in the weekends and whatever. Like, you know, I've seen him score a couple of goals. One that comes to mind, he scored a really nice one against uh, – uh, it was it Man City? Scored a nice one against Man City. It was at it was at the uh, it was at the Etihad Stadium. He scored. It was nice. It was really nice. And I'm like, geez, like that, that's a really that's a nice goal. I remember he scored that one. I always remember him because he was in the U21. He was in the U21 Euros, the last tournament. Yeah, he was in the U21 Euros. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking him up right now. Yeah, he was actually included by Cesare Prandelli in yeah. the UEFA 2012 Euros, like on yeah, the senior yeah. squad. So at one point, he was pretty highly regarded. Oh, I know. But I think he's one of these players. And like, I have a couple of thoughts on him, but one of them is I think he's one of these players that he saw money in the Premier League, i.e. Liverpool, and then basically wasn't used correctly, like showed promise, like... For example, uh, Mohamed Salah, yeah, uh, when he was at Chelsea, just was not used correctly. Yeah, but he ended up staying there and kind of getting trapped in there, and then he didn't sh- get enough playing time or show enough that anyone would want to bring him back. Yeah, and now he's, I mean, he's not. He's twenty six. He's not old. But my my thing is, I too am a Lapadula fan. I like his work ethic. I like. That he doesn't. I like his story, to be honest. Yeah, with you. I love. I love everything about him. He works hard. He does score. I wish we could keep Lapadula, but if he's going to get more playing time somewhere else, and that's what he has said that he's looking for. Yeah, I'm you know completely yeah. fine with getting some money for him, and I'm fine with Barini as depth, and I'm also good with him not costing a lot. Like he's a one million euro reserve loan. And then if we want to buy him full, I guess it's up to six million. Like I can I can go along with that. My problem is if he is the third and Lapadula, who was our second, is gone, and Andre Silva's our first, we need to, we being Milan, need to actually make a decision. Can we sell Carlos Baca? Yeah. Can we buy a backup? But is is Kalinic is Kalinic an upgrade to Baka? No, he's not. He's worse than Baka. No, I don't think he is. Or, or is he basically the same? Or is he basically the same? I think he, he's basically the same. He has like a lower shot. He's too expensive. He has a lower shot conversion percentage, and he's had more chances, and he's scored like about the same, I think, as Baka. I think, honestly, I think... In Baka's worst probably, season ever. I think they'd probably bring the same amount to the table, no? I think for Milan, if you line them up, in the same place, I think if you gave them the same chances, I think they would score the same plus or minus maybe two goals. My problem is not Kalinic. My problem is the fee for Kalinic. I don't want to spend $30 million on a backup striker when we still have holes in the midfield. No, I know. and Yeah. And that's if the, Ricardo Montalivo is still starting and we're spending $30 million on a backup striker, like what are what are we doing? I'm fine yeah, with six no. million for Barini. Yeah, I know six million for Barini is absolutely is like toilet paper to Young Hong Lee. I mean, fun fact. Matter. Fun fact: six million was the price we bought 
Bonaventura. So, but like you gotta, you gotta think like, uh, you know what, you know what, um, Moreno, a good friend of mine, just put in the live chat right now uh, on YouTube. It's pretty lit right now. He just said the difference with Kalinic is that he isn't a tool off the ball because Baca off the ball, he's like he had like cement in his cleats. Yeah, that that's yeah. that's true, and uh, that's that, an issue that we saw this year, especially in that four three three formation. Even at three five two, like Baca's effective. He was effective on Sevilla because he had that like a little bit more supporting cast. Like he had ever other uh, Benega and uh, Coke, and he had other guys beside him. Uh, you know that helped him out. And it's tough because I do feel bad for Baca because it's not all his fault. Like it really isn't. Um. But that's right, just so how, he could he could put a little more effort in there. Like, oh no, for like, sure. Like, when you look when you look at how much Lapadula runs, oh, he never stops. He's like he's exactly. like Andrea Poli. If Andrea Poli was yeah. actually good at shooting the ball and dribbling and passing, yeah, no, exactly. Generally, being a soccer player, like that. Yeah, hey, I, I, I love Poli. So. I love Poli, except he just goes hard and is like you know if you have like a maximum 10 rating on everything he's like a five at everything and then he's like a 10 at effort like he's just sprinting but he mm-hmm. isn't that good at much of anything i think his no, he just, was he a little just, stunted he just loves me he loved me yeah, exactly yeah exactly i he's consummate professional just like kasuke honda oh yeah yeah that's what, i that's appreciate what, uh, that yeah that's what uh rocco di milano tweeted my, yeah. my favorite account um he tweeted that you know just like honda um you know thank you the poli i don't know if you guys heard of poli is gone to bologna gone to bologna for free, for free. but yeah but th- thanks to poli you know thanks for his years like again another professional he never complained never hurt you know you always saw him celebrating when he did come on the field he did try to you know work his absolute hardest i remember him this yeah. year the one the one match against bologna when we were down to nine men he he like literally got destroyed he got injured he was injured and we didn't have any subs left so well, he played. came on as a sub. Yeah, he came on as a sub. Then he got injured after we ran out of subs, and he kept uh, running. He played the rest. Like, he's of not game. good at anything, but like he always puts in a hundred percent. So I think he deserves you know respect what? for that. For Poli, the only thing he's really good at, like the only thing I can trust him at, is that like if you if you're defending a lead, like if you have a lead, you sub him on for five minutes. Like he'll be good because he's and not he going to get harasses like, anyone with the ball. Yeah, because like he'll, yeah. Like, he'll, like he won't like he won't. He won't get exposed or whatever. Like he's literally this. He's aggressive. Like you know what I mean. He, again, really, he won't he's like Angolo Conte. Really, huh. he's a mini Angolo Conte. Huh. No, he's literally Conte. They're the same player, except one plays in the Premier League, so he's regarded as world class. It's the exact same thing. Huh. Get out of here, Conte's garbage, man. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not garbage. He's a good destroyer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good disruptor. That's what he does. Yeah. Anyway. The thing with Foley though was like. Once a season, he would pull off some like skill move, and you'd be like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, no, remember the one? He did? Yeah, like where was that you know, this whole time? Remember the one he did? Who was it? It was like the one three sixty. No, it was Montalivo. Um, here you no, know he what? would do like yeah. he would do like little flicks and stuff, and like like a behind the back flick, and then like nutmeg yeah. people, and it's just but Pretty like sure nutmeg someone once in that last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah I lost my yeah. mind. Yeah. At one point, he nutmegged somebody and just like dummied him and kept running. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. That's yeah, so then to counter like that, he has moments where he falls over himself, like 
that one time against, uh, I think it was against Sassuolo, maybe. Atalanta, Atalanta. Atalanta, yeah. Anyways, listen to this. So let's, let's talk Bonini. He's going to be a new man player tomorrow morning. Um, so last season, again, you gotta, people got to remember, Milanese, remember this. Um, he played for Sunderland. Sunderland is probably one of the worst teams to stay up in the first division ever. They're terrible. So you've got to remember, nobody has a good season on freaking Sunderland. Except um, for apparently well, like Defoe, Defoe, right? He's, he yeah, plays Jermaine for Sunderland. Defoe, Jermaine Defoe, that's it. Okay, anyways. So last season, Bonini had two goals for Sunderland. The year before that, he had five goals, two assists. Um, the year before that, he was at Liverpool. He had a goal and assist, but he didn't have many minutes. Only like 300 minutes. Um, the season before that at Sunderland, he had seven goals and two assists. He scored two goals at the U21 Euros four years ago. Remember that? Um, and then before that, he played for Roma. He scored nine goals in the one season for Roma. It's not it's not that far in the distance. It was only five years ago, and he was 21. Um, you know, See, I'm looking at his stats, and if he gets several appearances, because he had 15 appearances for Sunderland last year, and he only had one goal. And as yeah. you said, Sunderland is just garbage. But when yeah. he got 26 appearances the year before, he had six goals in all competitions. And that one year that he was alone from Liverpool to Sunderland, <clears throat> 32 appearances in the league, and he had seven goals in the league plus three goals in the league cup in five appearances so evidently if he actually gets regular playing time it's like he can catch into a rhythm other than that you know shocker if you only give him 12 appearances he's not going to score a lot no exactly and um you know it's just it's i don't know it's tough it's it's just, it's tough because you know, any player can – like, players can play better in different atmospheres, you know? Like, there's players that were garbage for their wherever, wherever they were, and then they go to a new team, and, wow, they're good again. Like, you yeah, know what I mean, I mean? that like, was Salah, that was Quadrado. Yeah, so, so, Quadrado at Fiorentina was literally a beast, I'll be honest. He was yeah. a beast. He went to Chelsea. And he, looked like, he looked like he was it's just. It wasn't. It wasn't. He wasn't a fit. And looked like he was lost. And you got to remember again. Sunderland was a terrible team, guys. So, you know, usually when you have a terrible team, it's really hard to be a stand-up performer. Um, yeah. But you know, Borini will be a third string. That's it. We, we have three competitions this year, guys. Three. Um, if people think Andre Silva is gonna gonna play sixty games, they're wrong. Oh, yeah, no. And if he does, he's going to get hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. If they try and do it, 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 it's written in the stars that if he tries to play, like, too many games in a row, he's going to get hurt, just like any mortal man. As much as we love Andre Silva, he can't, he can't be God out there. Like, he's young. Well, it'd be he's the same thing out. as El Shirali. Like, if you play, like, especially younger players, out. if you play them, like, con- like too much, it, it's really, like, a risky thing to do. Yeah. Okay, well, honestly, let's just okay, let's 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 chat. So, Burini signed tomorrow. This contract, second part of the medical, is basically official. And Milan account tweeted a video of him. Anyways, um, what? So, be honest with me here. And this is opinion wise. Pasha, I'll go to you first, and you're again. Would you be okay with Baca as a backup striker in between Andre Silva and Fabio Burini? 
Uh, Patrick, we, go ahead. I'll take a tentative yes, because if we keep Baca and we put him behind Andre Silva, and be, this is a situation where Mirabelli and Fasone have to sit down with Baca and say, look, you're not the starter, but if we put you, if you get put into a game by Montella, you need to do something to change the game. And we know Baca can score. If he's the backup, that means we're not spending 30 or 20 or 25 on Kalinic. Yeah. Which, again, like yeah. we talked about, is basically Baca but Croatian. So, <laughs> yeah. If we, if we keep Baca, put him behind, and then if he doesn't perform, like if he just sucks, then we just offload or try to offload him in January. I, I think that's a solid move. I think if he's the backup, he, he's not the worst player on the squad. He's not the worst striker no. that we've ever had. No, I he's think not bad. I, he's, he's, not, he's not that bad. He just doesn't move anymore. No, he doesn't move. So anymore. I think, yeah. And when the thing is, two years ago, he was what we needed. Oh, yeah. He was. But now same. age has really caught up to him. I think as a backup, you know, put him in in the 65th or 70th minute, try and get a goal from him. I think that's a solid move. I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I agree, to be honest. Like, I don't care. I wouldn't care if Baco was a backup. Um, you know, it gives you, you can play with two strikers. Actually, Baca does work better with two strikers because he, yes. he worked good in Mihalovic's 4-4-2, right? Yeah. Um, and then... And, uh, he's good in open space. Yeah. He's just not good around other players. Well, yes, he can't hold the ball up that much, right? And that's where right. Kalinic is better than him at. Kalinic can hold the ball up well, nice, nicely. He's bigger, right? He's bigger than Baca. right, right, yeah. Um, and you know, you know, I'm gonna do a quick squawk while we're talking a little squawker comparison here. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, guys. Between between uh, <clears throat> Baca and, and Kalinic, um, you know. And I like Carlos Baca. I, mean, I really like how, you know, after that, that when cheating happened at Juventus Stadium, he was the one who went after the referee. He actually cared that much. He was on the bench. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I really like that. I like when guys do that. Um, yeah, I like his passion for it. It's just sometimes it seems like he gets either bored or, like, too tired out there. Well, Which yes, he, he just it's inconsistent, right? Like he some some games yeah. he's really on the ball all the time, and then some games he's like, "What the hell?" Like, did he play today? Well, I I've think, also I think seen him just... on a fast break sometimes where he just can't be stopped because his possession is pretty good. Baca, when he yeah. isn't being crowded, if he's on a if he's on a counter attack, unlike other players that we've had, he can, he can really, I've seen him boss the goalie around on a fast break or on a counter attack. Excuse me. So I don't know. I, I would be a fan of having him in the right formation, but if we start him up front in, let's say a cup match or something, or I'm sorry, Europa league match because Silva's tired. It, it that's the kind of situation where it's like, okay, we're not, this is going to be a rough game for us if we have to start Baca. That's one of my concerns. Is, is he that bad, is, though? I don't think he's that bad. I think he's just been unlucky he's with... He's a 30 million euro striker. Yeah, he's also... I, I mean, he's also getting up there in age. That's one of my concerns is he's yeah. getting up there in age. Yeah. 
Here's the thing, guys. I'm doing this clock comparison here, and Kalinic has him beat everywhere. Yeah. Uh, like total score, attack score, chances created, uh, total shots per 90. The only thing Baka hasn't beaten is he has uh, 3% higher shot accuracy. That's it. Aside from that, though, everything else is pointing towards Kalinic. Um, Kalinic is a little bit younger, too, no? Yeah, I think he's 29. See, Yeah, he's 29 years old, and Baka's, what, 31? 31, yeah. He's 30 right now. He's probably turning 31 soon. Yeah. Yeah, he's turning 31 soon. Um, <clears throat> so, another thing we have to take into consideration is that we are going to be strengthening the midfield, yeah, which, yeah. you know, helps Baca. Because he's a, he's a guy who needs service. He's not the kind of striker who creates for himself. He needs that service. And yeah. without us, because the way he works well is if there's no midfield service, he works well with the second striker beside him because yes, then they can yeah. play off each other but yeah, if there is a good well, midfield behind him i think he can he'll be fine up front especially as a second choice he the only thing is whether he'd be willing to be second choice i think that's the issue but well, yeah, he has high wages for a second choice striker yeah um yes. and i don't think he'd be willing to take a like pay cut or anything like that but if he were if he was willing to stay on as the second choice i i would take him a hundred percent especially because we're going to be strengthening the midfield and um, he'd also, I think with him, he kind of needs incentives for motivation. And if we're in the Europa League, his motivation could be like, okay, I can win silverware. But in the Serie A, realistically, there was no chance of us winning anything in the Serie A last year. So a motivated Baca. A motivated Baca, I think, and would be really good, and especially as a second choice. With, like, with all the circumstances, like a better midfield motivation with the Europa League, all that stuff, I think he'd be fine as a second choice. The only issue is whether he'd be willing to accept being the second option. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's going to be interesting, but like apparently a lot of reports are saying that like apparently it's stalled. That's the clinic. Yeah. If you're <clears> thinking, <throat> they want to sell, I believe. And uh, apparently our offer is not good. They want 30 million. No, thanks. Yeah, see, um, that's my issue. I don't want. I'm fine with Kalinic. I don't have a problem with him. My problem is I don't want him for thirty. I want yeah. him for like fifteen. Yeah. But if but if you say you if you sell Baca for say you say there's no offers for Baca right now, but say you sell Baca for twenty and you buy Kalinic for twenty five, would you do that? Uh, Probably not. No. I would. I would buy Kalinic for at most twenty. Yeah, and I'd be willing to throw a player in there. Like, a, oh, apparently, what I don't want actually, to do is just flip Barini. Apparently, Fiorentina is uh, interested in Bertolacci. I don't know do why. But. Do it 15, 15 or twenty in Bertolacci. That's like a ham sandwich. <laughs> like, go for it. You want him? Take him. I I would honestly is, is, is ask Bertolacci, Fiorentina, would Bertolacci, you be willing to give us? Is Bertolacci Ed? valuable though? Like. Is he valuable? I don't think I so. Don't, I don't see him as valuable. I've seen I saw maybe two good performances from him under Mihailovic. And then he was always playing the wrong position. I believe when he was because Mihailovic played a four three one two. No, it was like a four four two, but <clears throat> it was a four right, four two, but like it, it, it kinda it I don't know, it, it changed a bit, like it changed in mid game. Yeah. 
time he played a 4-3-1-2, and I believe he put Bertolacci in the one spot, in the, like, in the, uh, I'm blanking on the word, but he put him right in front or behind the strikers, and he played really well. But then oh, he tries the putting him... Yeah, yeah, so Trickwit, thank you. <laughs> Trickwertisa, when he put him in that role, Bertolacci actually played all right. Like, he was fine. But when he was one, one step back, like, as Regista in the center of the midfield, yeah, that was an issue. Yeah. So I think another thing with Bertolacci is I, I don't think he handles pressure well. Because when he was on loan, it was Genoa, right, that he was on loan at when he had his, like, really good season. He had no pressure there. But with Milan, there's like much more pressure. I think there's maybe all, there's all, there's, yeah, there's also a different like it's different to play for a bigger club. Yeah, and like yeah. that mixed with his high fee, I think all of that kind of just yeah. got into his head, and he's trying to do too much maybe, and that's maybe why he's been so poor, or he's just a terrible footballer all around, and that was just a one-off at Genoa. But yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm fine with letting him go. I don't think he has a place in the squad at all. He's just he's not cut out for it. Yeah, I'm no, fine yeah. with letting him go. If they want I him, I, I, I just feel like, him, I just feel like would it be valuable for depth? You know, like maybe. But by that, by that no, extension, like, there were a couple of games where Bertolacci actually looked decent. By that extension, though, wouldn't we want Poli for depth? Mm, yeah, you're right. But like Bertolacci can add a bit more than Poli. I, I don't he know. You know, but, the, actually, the, the guy that I think who can add the most out of all three of them is Mati Fernandez, and I think we should keep him back. But yeah, I, I would like to have Mati like sign permanently. I think he'd be a good depth option because he's nothing okay special or depth. anything. But like, he's he can get the job done, I guess. I'm good yeah, with him as depth as long as we can stop starting him and Sosa. I also would be I okay with gone, retaining him back to the kebab league. Oh, jeez. Um, I would be I would be good with retaining Fernandez as a sub. I would be good with maintaining uh, Pasolich. Yeah. For depth, he's who I yeah. want to keep as depth. Is he better than I don't know? I, I like Mati Fernandez. I'm a huge fan of Mati Fernandez, and so is Montella. So I think he and he only has a one million euro obligation or option. <laughs> is that only one million? Yeah. Oh, take it. Take you it. Should, dude. I'd like to see Kuchka stay as backup, but I think he's off. I think he's off. I think uh, he's out. Kuchka's going to be off to, what the hell is that name called? Trabzon Sport or something like that. Kebab League. That's where Kevin Constant went all those years ago. He, oh, he yeah, did. He's still there? Uh, I hope for their sake he isn't, but <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be able to tell you. I, I As soon as he left, it was one of those party it was one of those party times, like when Zicardo left. It was like, oh, oh yes, hey. they're finally gone. Zicardo for Ballondor. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, Kevin Constant. Okay, so let's talk Andrea Conti. Um, I tweeted it yesterday, so basically, like for those, I, I did this for, so for those who can't speak Italian. Oh, wait, hold on. Update, update. Di Marzio. Calcio Mercato, Milan a breve incontro con Atlanta per Conti. So, uh, the short meeting is, is right now. Like, they're about to meet right now. He just tweeted this. That's, that's good news. So, we're going to quote. Because gonna, maybe we can just close it and finally be done with this saga and actually yeah. sign our right back. Um, yeah, they, 
Yeah, no, they uh, – yeah, okay, okay, perfect, perfect. Yes, yeah, so it's happening. We're uh, Hopefully – and Alfredo Pedula has been really, really reliable for Milan this summer. Um, oh, yeah, he's been I, great. He actually, like I was tweeting – me and Rocco de Milan were tweeting at him and he was tweeting us back. And he said – he said in Italian, he said, meeting tomorrow to close. And Conti Good. said when he – when Conti arrived in the airport yesterday, he said, and I quote, um, let's see. Hold on. Sorry, guys. And I quote: I said, "Appena ho saputo da Milan ho deciso che volevo giocare lì, so che domani si incontrano per trovare un accordo." So he said that uh, when I heard that Milan wanted me, I decided I wanted to play there. Uh, tomorrow they'll meet and hopefully find an agreement. Good. But, uh, this might be an unpopular opinion, but that interview actually turns me off on him a little bit. <laughs> Why? Because it's it's Why? It, obviously it's great to hear somebody say he only thinks of us and everything like that, but it's kind of unprofessional for him to publicly talk about a transfer. No, but his agent already did though. Like his agent already like you know what I mean. His agent probably gave him the okay. It's still, but like it's just I I think it's unprofessional because it's not even done. The clubs haven't even agreed a fee anything like that yet and he's out in the like public saying like yeah hopefully it's done tomorrow this and that i i just because he's a good player and i think he's definitely an upgrade over abate and like he'll do well well for us but who's to say in two three years he doesn't do the same thing he's doing at Atalanta to us to leave for i don't know juve or somebody else you know like i just yeah. think so it's i professional yeah. and that i'm not too happy about but he is a good signing, and it's nice to see him say like he only thinks of us. Like that's definitely a positive. It's just yeah. it's a bit unprofessional. So it's I, I don't know. Yeah. So can I can I respond to that? So my my thing is in these transfer kind of situations, I almost feel like you can't win. For example, we Milanisti have been criticizing Donnarumma for not coming out and actually saying something for the past was it now a month. And then his agent does it for him, and we're all like, okay, how about Donnarumma say something himself? And Conti, his agent, first of all, I would agree with you that when he, when he said, I only want to join Milan, like, I, don't, I will not play for Atalanta again, like, I'm playing for Milan, I've told my agent. Like, when the agent said that right before he left for the U21 Euros, that I thought was pretty unprofessional because he basically said, screw you, Atalanta. I'm out, which I kind of agree with you because it's it's the kind of thing like if they cheated for you, they'll cheat on you. Yeah. So like, yeah, I kind of agree that yeah, he very well in three years could be like, I want nobody but Manchester United. I want nobody but Real Madrid. I want. No, but blah, like blah, it's blah. different though because Atalanta to me like maybe he's a huge Milan fan. His family are all Milan fans, and then his agent said, "Yeah, like your transfer is done, man. Like do you, they're just gonna meet tomorrow." I think he's I'm, a Juve I'm okay fan, with though. him saying. No, he's not. No way. I think, like, I think no he wouldn't be this vocal if he was our a... game against Atalanta before our second game against Atalanta. I, I think I read somewhere that he's a Juve fan. No way. Okay. I mean, by the way, whatever, by the but... way, is breaking news that uh, so Fasone just left Casa Milan to meet with uh, Percasi, the At- Atlanta president. Um, so. The, from I want to know way. how much the fee is going to be. It's going to be that's apparently another thing I have an issue. Oh, with, yeah. like, they're asking for like twenty-eight, and I think that's too. Di Marzio just tweeted that 
Imarzu just tweeted yesterday or yesterday morning that uh, we're apparently because we have a we we have a percentage in the future sale of, of uh, Petania. Yeah. So apparently we are uh, gonna say like we're gonna just give them all Petania, so we're not gonna have a percentage in the future sale, yeah. and and that's gonna lower the price like four to five million. They said. Oh, okay. that's good because Petania so, isn't gonna be sold for much of anything. So so it could yeah. be it could be like twenty three million. And plus Patania percentage. Mm. That's a good price. My only issue is so one of the things in regards to Conti coming out and saying, like, yeah, I'm only gonna go to Milan, like I don't wanna play for Adelanta anymore. Like this well, is actually my career that. move now. Well he he, he does. said he said when, when Milan asked me to when Milan wanted me, like I have to go. Like I ha- it's when Milan wanted me I I had to go and they said tomorrow they're gonna meet and hopefully find an agreement. Right, but I'm talking about what his agent said before he left. Because what his agent said before he left oh, his was agent, very much. Oh, his agent was terrible. Yeah, his agent yeah. was really unprofessional. His, his agent was really bad about it. Like, away from Atalanta. But, like, the, the player was in Poland, right? Like, he didn't really know. Right. And so I won't take that out on Conti. But what is unfortunate is that that takes all the leverage away. Just from an Analanta perspective, it's like, oh, great, yeah, how are we supposed to get any money? It's almost like the Donnarumma situation, where it's like, okay, great, how are we going to get any money for this sale for a player that doesn't want to be here? Yeah, Because no, that's what Atalanta is sure. going through right now. Oh, great, this player doesn't want to be here, but we still have his contract. He's not going to play for us again. He's going to play for Milan, and Milan want to buy him. We want 30, but there's no way that Milan are going to shell out 30 for a player who only wants to play for them. Yeah, no, it's exactly, right? And like so it's, it's going to be a sledgehammer to the negotiation. They're, they're, they're meeting right now, and DeMarcus has the pictures and everything. So they're meeting right now, and hopefully, I, I'm really hoping I see the tweet, Conti è fatta, è fatta per Conti, mi AC Milan, that means done. done, deal done. And I hope so. And I guess going to save Vite, Medicino, uh, what day is it today? Monday, medical Monday. Yeah, I, I think I think it'll be a great. I think it'll be a great signing. He automatically into the starting lineup, of course, and that secures the back line for the first time in years. Thiago Silva, five years, Thiago five Steve, years. Thiago yeah. Silva. Yeah. Well, even when yeah. Thiago Silva was here, we had Antonini at freaking left back. Like we've never. Yeah. Like yeah, we've no, for sure left back issues and right back issues have been like long standing. Yeah. Now um, Alessio Romagnoli will actually have some help back there. Yeah. yeah. He won't have to start alongside Zapata, Abate, and Decilio. Or that tragic time when it was either Mihailovic or Montella put Andrea Poli at right back. Yeah, they both did. And so it was just a trade wreck. The most the most predictable situation ever, and no, and turned uh, out terribly. And Kuchka played right back for a little oh, bit too. God. Except Kuchka yeah. actually did well the first time he played there. Yeah, he didn't do too bad. He wasn't bad. Okay, so it's the meeting's happening right now. I'd love for their meeting to be done while we're on air. Be great. That would be um, great. Okay, so let's talk. Um, um, the Milan Bible just tweeted. So according to Marsa in Spain. Milan are still interested in Quadrado, and they could offer thirty million or Decilio plus cash. Decilio plus cash. That is a that would be a great addition, but yet again, not I don't want what we Quadrado. need. I don't want I, Quadrado. I don't want him at all. 
I don't want him at all. I'd be at all. I'd be okay with the signing. The problem is that's not what we need. No, I, I know. I, I go back to this every time. Ricardo Montalivo is still starting in midfield right now. Well, he's not. So he's we, really not. Like he's not starting because if you if if Locatelli's didn't have a starting role, then it'd be him and Ke- him Kessie. Because honestly, guys, we're not we're not playing four three three next season. No, I think we are. No, three five two. It's happening. I'm telling uh, you. I think three five two is going to be the second formation. Three five. I don't know, man. Think about it. Think about it. why are we buying two strikers? Why why isn't Suzo got renewed yet? Because his contract expires in 2019, not 2018. I know, I know, but it's just, I, I, I love Suzo. But I, Mike actually tweeted on our account saying that he feels like Suzo might not be, might not be included in the, in the squad next year. I don't know. I don't know. I really hope I'm, I'm wrong. Well, I, like, here's the thing with the yeah, Chelhanoglu transfer, though, because like I guess oh, that's yeah, why you're thinking him. about. We haven't talked about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it Chal? Is it Chal or Cal? I think it's Chal. Because, like, we're getting linked to him, and I think that's why people are thinking we're going to have a formation change. But he can play left wing perfectly capably, and he can also play in the central center midfield. So what I'm thinking is going to happen is one of him, if he comes or Forsberg comes, I don't know if we're still interested in him, either one of those two is going to play left wing and Bonaventura is going to play in the center of midfield or vice versa. We also might play a 4-3, a 4-2-3-1. Um, that would be good too. So you have, like, just to set it up, so you have the back line, uh, Rodriguez, Musacho, Romagnoli, Conti, then Kessie and Blank. And uh, then your, your three are Bonaventura on the left, Chalanglu in the middle, Suzo on the right, and then Andre Silva up top. It'd yeah. be a very dangerous lineup. It absolutely would, but we need to fill that blank. Is that going to be Bilia, or is it going to be – because I saw links. uh, Let me find it real quick. I saw a link Um, to Weigel before I went to Sandlust. I saw that too. If we have Kessie and Weigel, Weigel, oh, my God. It's not going to happen. But if it, I would, I would sell my soul for Weigel, dude. He's insane. He's he's like what twenty one, twenty two, and he's already one of the best registers in the world. Weigel's per Weigel will be so perfect. What a chance yeah. to leave Germany. Uh, if we give him consistent starting time, I think there would oh, be yeah. well. Yeah, I I don't think Dortmund plan on selling like by any means. Uh, that's, that's the issue. Yeah, like if we draw, if we gave them like sixty mil, I don't even think they'd give him to us. Like, because he's like I don't know. I think some people kind of we're like, gonna spend sixty mil. Can we bit. just like, get Hamas Rodriguez? Huh. If if we're gonna spend sixty mil, I'm serious though. If we're gonna spend that high an amount, let's just get James Rodriguez. And I'm not kidding when I say if if we were to get Bilia or Weigel or uh, the uh, who's the Polish guy from PSG? Oh, uh, Krzyzewiak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If we were to get one of those guys and James, lock it up. Like that's that's at least. Second place. Well, if 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 James if James comes, then Chalanoglu would be a discussion, right? Chalanoglu is like the alternative to James. I think. Well, it's James, uh, Forsberg, or Chalhanoglu. I think those are the three names that they want. Yeah. Right. Those. It's it's like if you don't get James, you have those two to fall back on. Type oh deal. crap! Freaking. Uh, Demarzi just tweeted, and I thought it was gonna happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
<clears throat> yeah, no. <clears throat> yeah, so Chalen Ugly would be a really good signing, in my opinion. Um, if if we do get him for, like, you know, around 22 million euros, he can play behind the striker. Um, that would be a great signing. He's like and a, we can finally actually threaten on free kicks, too. Yeah, he's a modern fantasista, do they call it in Italian, spiegartista. Um, With him and um, Ricardo Rodriguez both able to actually take free kicks? Yeah. And Suso and Bonaventura are, are capable and of free kicks, too. Right. But now we're not going to have Montalivo saying, no, no, I got it, and just skying that. <laughs> yeah. Or trying a friggin' ball to the back post, but getting it in friggin' Rosette. Yeah. I don't know. I It's really exciting that we're linked to so many players, whereas this time last year it was like, uh, Kuchka? Like... <laughs> Yeah. This time last year, Badel was a freaking unachievable dream. Ah, uh, yes. And, uh, you know who I want for that Trek Rautista role if we do switch to 4 2 3 1? We're not linked to him at all, but I'd love Ozil. Ozil? Yeah. I think he's the best playmaker uh, in the world. Uh, so, like, Andre Silva with him behind and then Suzo and Jack on the wings would be immense. I don't think he'll leave Arsenal for us because it's not a no step way. up at the moment because we're both Europa League. Yeah. Well, isn't it? Isn't his contract done now? No, it's. Uh, I think next year. Next year. Next year. Him and Sanchez, I believe, are next year. Oh, yeah, but they they haven't. They're not signing renewals this summer, though. Right. <laughs> well, I, I think like I think Arsenal are hopeful, but I doubt they will. So, sign so what if Arsenal are forced to sell? Well, I think Sanchez is out anyway. I think we should go in for Ozil. I think think Sanchez is probably off to uh, Bayern this year. Bayern or City? Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would be interesting. Basically, just to round it up, so we're meeting for Conti right now. Mm. So we're going to end it off soon. Uh, Meeting for Conti right now. Borini is going to sign his contract tomorrow. We're still interested in uh, Chalnoglu. Kalin is still interested in, um, and Lucas Belia. But apparently, but w- what happens if we f- if we flip Borini to Lazio? Well, then we need I another. Allowed. I don't think you can sell somebody as soon as you sign them up. I think there's like a waiting For period. Sure. For sure. I think so. Well, unless unless absolutely. we have him like ready to sign, and then we're like, hold up. We'll let you intercept if you lower the price or something like that. I think maybe yeah. they could try and do that, but yeah, here's, here's I don't think clause. you can sell somebody as soon as you buy them, unless it's like a buyback clause, maybe. I don't know, cause like, cause uh, in Z- or what's his name, uh, Lotito went to England to try to get Borini. Yeah, and we got him. We got him on the low, actually. It was again, it was under the table. We well, here's a here's we a thought. Had barely no link. So like a one link. If he was to sign, if if for whatever reason, I don't even know if it's allowed to flip a player like that, but think with me here. If he goes, for whatever reason, to like Lazio to lower the price for Biglia, then we can just keep Cutrone as the third striker. I think they want to loan out Cutrone. Oh, that's what, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cutrone's probably going to get loaned out. I think Calabria might get loaned out because he'll be for choice after Conte arrives. Pizarri's getting loaned out. Pizarri's off to Ternana, I think. Uh, yeah. Renewing his contract, though. Yeah, as well, yeah. yeah, and there won't even be a meeting, they said. I'll just renew it. That's it. Free Pizarri. 
day. Futsadi's legend. My goalie. My goalie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my goalie. It was, okay, you know what? Before we end it off, uh, just a little update on Doraluma's seg. I really didn't want to talk about it too much because like, we already had a whole episode of it last week or week, two weeks sure. ago. Um, so as it stands right now, there's going to be a meeting with him, his father, uh, Fasoni Mirabadli. I'm not even sure if Raiola is going to be present or not. I don't even know. I hope not. Shouldn't but, be. So that's going to happen. They said by the end of the week, today's Thursday, they said it could be this week, weekend. They don't know yet. So it's never going to end. We're, we're going to be at this. It's going to be August, and it's going to be like, oh, I wonder if he's actually going to renew or not. No, there's then, no way. There's no way. July 3rd, we, we want everything by July 3rd, and July 3rd is uh, four days away. Which is my favorite thing, that we want everyone in camp, yeah. ready, to, yeah. ready to work. Yeah, ready to work and, and gel together. Because well, we, we have an early start to the season with the qualifiers for the Europa yeah, League. Yeah, I'm pretty sure need we have like to... July 14th or something. Yeah, you need the people to gel. Uh, I, don't know. I think he renews, but I think he's probably off to Real Madrid if he keeps Raiola as his agent, like, next year. Mm-hmm. Um, if he has a change of – like, if he gets the balls to fire Raiola, I think he might stay long-term. Because I do think he wants to stay. It's just he's impressionable because he's 18, and Raiola's like, a master is, of so like, I just always knew him as, like, when he – he always waves to the crowd, and then when I, when I see his face now on the team, it's like – what are you doing to yourself? Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Jujo? Like, what are you doing? You're, you're one of us. I thought you were one of us. Are yeah, because well, it's, it's been, it, like, time's passed, so I think a lot of the anger has been replaced with, like, you know, sadness now. Um, and people, like... Or hopefulness. Well, we're hopeful now as well because of the renewal talks. But, like, because I don't think anybody actually wants him to go because he's top 10 goalkeepers in the world at 18, at least in my opinion, even after all this. Like, I, one of the I'm best. pissed off at him and I'm upset about the whole situation, but you can't deny, like, he's a great goalkeeper. He still has room to grow. He still makes mistakes, obviously, because he's 18, but to be as good as he is at his age is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Right. So for, sure. for us to lose him, no matter the fee, like, it's a big loss. Um, well, can I just give like, a take on him real quick? So he, yeah. I I believe, I think you guys are absolutely right when you guys said that I think he wants to stay, but he's impressionable. I think yeah. the thing that happened was he had a meeting with Fasone, It just putting a couple pieces together. If you meet with uh, Fasone and Mirabelli and they said, look, you're not going to play if you don't renew because we want to be able to go forward if you're not yeah. the future. Yeah. And he said that to Raiola and Raiola was like, what the hell? Like, that's not okay. Yeah. Like, um, not, we're not doing this. We're not going to negotiate with them if they're doing that. And Gigio was like, Oh, okay. Kind of like, okay, son, come along. And then Gigio said, Oh, okay. And that's why Raiola said the decision was mine. Yeah, no, but he, he always he probably said, told him like we're not doing that. He he also he also said like a few like a it was maybe a month and a half ago now in the one newspaper in the interview he said decido 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 io. So it's I decide his future, right? Um, and in the same interview, he's like he's not my slave. I decide his future. Most yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's not a slave. Yeah, he's not a slave. I decide his future. Right. 
I think I think the whole Instagram fiasco kind of shows that he does oh, want to yeah. stay. Because oh, yeah. I think he didn't clear his Instagram post with Raiola, and then that's no, why. He didn't, no, no, he, that post, they already said in Milan were alerted that his post was genuine. That that post was that post was him. The Instagram post yeah. saying that. Well, gonna, I mean, Locatelli and Calabria were with him because they were, like, yeah. like, they would have seen him do it because they were in the under-21s, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, that was him. Like, Raiola can say he got hacked because he wants to save face, but that was him. I just think he didn't clear the post with Raiola, Raiola saw it. He's like, what are you doing? This ruins like my plans, whatever tells him to re- like delete it. And he's like, okay, yes, dad. Like you said, Patrick. So it's, yeah, I think it's just his, like his family are friends with the Raiola family. I think he's just, you know, it was not so man funny. enough to like take a, like it, it, definitive yeah. action. Yeah. It was so funny because he, when he tweeted, it was uh, the, the, the thing was Hakaraggio, so mio account, kudo social. And I died laughing. Hakuraggio. Hakuraggio. Yeah, that's like, one of my favorite. Like, it's like, do you ever ha- do you ever Hakuraggio, bro? Hakuraggio. Like no one hacked. No one hacked his uh his account. No one hacked. No, it. no way. Nobody hacks an account and leaves the password the same. And no, nobody would hack into account and post a like a nice picture. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Like if he posted like "fuck all you," you guys are all like you guys are. Oh my bad for swearing, but if he if he if he like you know was swearing or like you know cursed at somebody or you know something like that in an Instagram profile and said "whoa," like it wasn't me, my account got hacked. That makes sense because why would a professional athlete do that, right? But like, right, the picture literally said like "I'm sorry for everything." Uh, we'll talk about my renewal off to the Euros. You know, I, I want to be here in Milan, and it was a picture of him. It was him. It was him. It was absolutely Milan. Milan know it was him, and we'll see what happens. But we're gonna wrap things up. Um, the meeting is still going on for Conti right now. Hopefully, we can we can uh, close him out as soon as possible. Um, and stay tuned for Borini tomorrow. He'll be announced officially. Um, Jurgen, thanks a lot for coming back on the show. Hey man, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. We're uh, we're happy to have uh, special guests all the time. So you guys are definitely welcome back, Patrick. I hope you guys, I hope you liked your uh, TMG Pod debut. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on the number oh, one Milan podcast out there. Number man. one, number remember one. That, remember that, everybody. The number one Milan podcast out there. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Tell your nonni. Tell your sisters. Tell your brothers. Tell your dog. Tell everybody. Number one Milan podcast. Uh, hopefully, we can get the co-founder Mike. He's been kind of a he's been a, he's been a ghost lately. He's making excuses all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right guys. so it was a fun episode thanks thanks for everybody for listening and talking in the live chat we got a lot of comments and stuff which is great uh it's us follow on twitter and if you have, if you guys want to write if you guys ever want to write something from the milan blog let us know uh and we you know our website's pretty nice so we'll definitely put your article on there we get a good viewing so